0: Hello, I'm Pastor Paul, an associate pastor at Living Word, and this is our podcast. I want to say thank you for joining us today. I know this message will minister to your spirit, and it will build your faith. I know God will move in your life because you are a doer of the Word. Enjoy today's message.
1: I'm sure many of you guys have heard uh, about our our very dear Bechtold family, Miss Shirlene Bechtold, uh, went home to be with the Lord yesterday. Uh, been a part of this church for a lot of years, man, a lot of years. Uh, involved a lot with music, incredibly musical family, as, as we all know. Uh, powerful, powerful prayer, and a strong, mighty woman of God. So uh, I want to let everyone know we will be having a funeral service here this Saturday. Uh, that visitation starts at 10 a.m. Looking at Miss Val, 10 a.m., uh, and we will have the funeral service At 11 a.m. Now, uh, they will have a private family dinner. Uh, I said it's family dinner afterwards. Um, So if y'all want to go out, grab a bite to eat somewhere else. And then I want to say we'll have a graveside service. That's private. That's what I thought. That's what I wanted to know. So uh, scratch everything I just said. 10 o'clock visitation, 11 o'clock funeral service. So uh, one thing that I do know, I know that uh, Psalms 23 was uh, very special to that family and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm amazed. I say this every time I get up here because it seems like every time I preach, it's always just a curveball of a day. You know what I mean? Seems like the moment we start to step out for the Lord, we start to uh, enter into uh, maybe a, a new spiritual venture or venue. Seems like the enemy comes to fight us. Y'all know what I'm saying tonight. So it's been a day. But... Uh, here we are. I'm excited. I'm excited to get into this. We're actually going to go through Psalm 23 tonight. I'm going I'm to teach a classic message, but I want to go through it and uh, look at how it applies to us, how it applies to us specifically, what it means, because uh, it's only six verses. But I think I can fill half hour with six verses. So if y'all would, please go ahead and uh, open your Bibles, open your phones, whatever you got, to Psalm chapter 23. I'm a King James man, so I'm reading out of the King James. But uh, very first verse, the Lord is my shepherd. I don't want to put this down yet. This has got things I want to say. The Lord is my shepherd. You know, uh, every now and then it's good to remind uh, remind ourselves what God is for us. <laughs> He's running up to come get me. See, that's a picture of what we're supposed to do to the Lord, right? I mean, it's, and whenever we have an issue, whenever we have a problem, we run to our Father, amen? And we cry out when we can't get there. But i tell you what, we always can. The Lord is my shepherd. I want to encourage you guys tonight that the creator of the universe, he's our shepherd. Amen? He's the one who leads us. He's the one who guides us. He's the one who uh, gives us revelation knowledge, who gives us understanding. You know, it, it would be a terrible thing. If, uh, you know, after marrying Rihanna six years ago this year, if I, uh, excited, been together about 10, almost 10 years, right? But it'd be a terrible thing if I, uh, if I just on the wedding day said, yes, Rihanna, I take you to be my wife, and then for the rest of my life to say, hi, everyone, this is my Rihanna. it <laughs> be a terrible thing if I didn't say, this is my wife, right? This is my helpmeet. This is my partner. This is my biggest fan. I'm her biggest fan. This is my wife. So the very first passage of this establishes two things. First of all, God must be our Lord. Right? We can't read the rest of the passage. We can't read the rest of the scripture without recognizing, first of all, he's our Lord. Now, there's a difference. I say it every time I talk for the most part. About how we have Jesus as our Savior and we have Jesus as our Lord. I tell you what, it's the easiest thing to make to make Jesus your Savior takes that quick. A belief and a confession. Jesus, I believe in you, I believe you died on the cross for me. Boom. Saved. But we get to spend the rest of our lives making Jesus our Lord. Now uh, that that's master, that's controller when you uh, read what that word says. So every now and then, it's good to go before the Lord and say, God, you are my Lord. God, you are my shepherd. You are the one who leads me, who guides me, and I'm your sheep. So right away, we see this, uh, in this psalm, there's submission at work. There's uh, admitting some things at work, you know? I, I realize a lot of what ministry is, what I'm experiencing as I begin to progress as, a, as an assistant pastor, as I begin to pro- progress as a minister, a lot of times what ministry is is really taking the initiative to uh, have a heartfelt conversation, to, uh, to bring some things out into the air, right? To admit to someone, look, I appreciate you. I see what you have. Rihanna and I and Claire were just talking about all this yesterday or on Tuesday. And a lot of times what I think uh, will help us is what this psalmist says. Go before the Lord and say, Lord, you are my shepherd. I do give my life to you. You are my master. You are my controller. The next part, it says, I shall not want. So right away, we see I believe uh, we see that the psalmist is saying, you're my Lord. You're my master. You're my controller. You lead me and guide me. And because of that, I shall not want. I lack in nothing. You lack in nothing tonight? I lack in nothing. I am what I am not without. I don't know about you, but I believe that God is the God of provision. But notice where provision happens after, my Lord. after my shepherd. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He brings me comfort. I don't know about you, but uh, 2020 was a year where uh, we need a little bit of comfort. y'all know what I mean. Just lost someone here at the church too. It's time for some comfort. But what's interesting about this, if you uh, kind of I'm gonna I'm going going to um, what sort of reference. Uh, the Strong's Concordance quite a bit, right? I like to look up the meaning. Nine times out of ten, when you look up a word in the Scripture in English, there's always a deeper, hidden meaning when you look at it a little bit further, for what it meant in the Hebrew or the Greek. And something interesting about green pastures: whenever the uh, the the color green is used, that uh, that represents something new, something young. All right, y'all, stick with me here, because this is about to blow your mind. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads us to new. He leads us to youthfulness. And why, amen. Yeah, Tammy back, Grammy Tammy back there. But understand something. God has fresh revelation for us. What do I mean by revelation? I mean something revealed. Something revealed. I can tell you so much about my wife because I have spent a lot of time with her and she has revealed a lot about herself. A lot of things that maybe you don't know. For example, my wife loves those takis, chips, those super spicy takis, and a cold glass of milk. See, that's information that's been revealed to me. Understand that God, our Lord, our Savior, our Shepherd, our Leader, our Guide, has fresh new revelation for us. He leads us. He maketh us to lie down in green pastures. You don't have to turn here, but in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, says, That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom, in revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened or open that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints in other words god wants us to know more about him that's not a reprimand that's something to be excited about you know all right, I well, this isn't in my notes, but I'll just tell it as an example. When I'm using Rihanna a lot tonight, she's sitting in the back, and it's just, it just has, it, it just connects. I remember uh, I was really trying to get Rihanna to go to homecoming with me when we were kids, right, 16 years old. I'm like, man, I gotta give, I gotta win this girl. I gotta do what I can. What you doing? You know what I mean? And uh, and uh, long story short, finally got her to say yes. We went to the dance. It was a great time. But then the next day came. And it's always that moment of like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know what she thought. She doesn't know what I thought. Who's going to be the first one to text back, right? Who's going to be the first one to text each other and say, hey. I know, real romantic, you know what I mean? If, if, if you're feeling really spicy, there's two whys at the end of hey. Then you know, yes. And lo and behold, the next day, Late morning, I get a spicy hay. And there was that moment. It might have have only had one why. But there was that moment of all the concern, all the worry. What did she think about me? Is she interested in me? Is she whatever? Was gone. Recognize something that God feels that way about us. That he has fresh revelation for us, for you, for me. And maybe he'll even add a spicy Y in there every now and then. But remember the husband and wife scenario, how, uh, how terrible it would be if I introduced my, my wife to any new person and say, this is Rihanna. And I don't give any context as to who she is. Remember the beginning of the passage it says, the Lord is my shepherd. Amen? Amen? He leadeth me beside the still waters. In other words, God brings us to a place of refreshing. Right, So he has new uh, youthfulness for us. He has revelation, new revelation for us to learn about God. And he also provides us with refreshing. I remember uh, I was a, uh, I wouldn't say I was a great football player, but I played a lot of football in school. I played a lot of football in school. I have a screw in my shoulder to prove it. And I remember when, uh, in the summertime, there was all kinds of rules with the uh, the IHSA and everything like that, and, you know, things that we could and couldn't do to call practices or just team meetings, you know what I mean? Uh, pa- parents with kids understand what I'm talking about, but uh, I remember when three-a-days started for football. Three-a-days, and I thought two-a-days was real bad, but three-a-days, we'd have one practice in the morning, we'd all go, after that practice, we'd all go, you know, stuff a whole bunch of food and sleep for a little bit. Then we had practice in the early afternoon. We'd run like crazy. Coach's goal was to make everyone, you know, and then we'd have a little bit of break and then have a nighttime practice, three practices a day. And I remember uh, many, many times we had this, uh, it was a, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if some kid in shop made it, but it was like this little truss with legs, I don't know, seven feet long maybe, big old piece of PVC pipe, ran across it with multiple holes. So we just hooked the water hose up to that, turned the water hose on, and, you know, all this water would shoot out. Now, I, I'm sure that all made us almost immune to COVID because there was a whole lot of nasty stuff going on, you know what I mean? Not, uh, not necessarily the most germ-friendly uh, location, environment, Right? But I can remember after running and running and running, the refreshing. Didn't matter it was out of a nasty garden hose. Listen, we've been doing some running and running and running, and my encouragement for you all tonight is to keep running because there's refreshing, and it ain't out of a nasty garden spigot. God has refreshing for us. I talked last week about a season of strengthening, how God wants us to experience a strengthening, not necessarily, or not only, rather, spiritually, not only with our minds, but also with our bodies. Amen? The gospel is complete. Nothing left out. Now, we need to have, or we have a need. Understand that when God designed us, when he designed humanity, he built within us a need for the refreshing of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? Just like I remember running and running and running, my mouth dry as cotton. We have a need for the refreshing of the Holy Spirit. Something amazing, uh, you know. God, this scripture says in the Old Testament that He leadeth me beside still waters. But how does God lead us beside the still waters? It's by our believing in the Son Jesus, in His Son, the Lord Jesus. God doesn't only lead us to still waters. He forms them within us. Scriptures say, out of, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. When we believe on Jesus, I don't think I put the, the passage in here, but Jesus says, come, on, come unto me, right, all you that are thirsty, the hunger and thirst, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So we see an Old Testament uh, example here where it says, God leads us to still waters. But when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, it's within us. The refreshing is within us. Amen? He restoreth my soul. I'm going kind of quick tonight, but I don't think you all mind on that. We're just going to keep on trucking here. He restores my soul. Now understand something when the scripture talks about our soul. Our soul is our mind, our will, our emotions, right? What we think and our mind our soul can be a tool for our spirit or a tool for our flesh what do i mean by that we know that the scripture teaches that we're a three part being right teaches that we are a spirit that's the eternal part of us when we die spirit goes to heaven we uh, have a soul a mind will emotions that also get saved and goes to heaven but we live in a body right the to be present with the lord is to be or to be absent from the body is to be present from the lord right and recognize something that we have our spiritual nature that wants to do right. That wants to be, that's the most like God, right? It's that heavenly nature that's within us. That's our spirit. But then we have our earthly nature, our flesh. Our flesh wants to do whatever, insert here, right? And recognize that our mind is caught in the middle. And we have a decision, a choice to make to, to have our mind be a tool for the flesh or a tool for the spirit. Now understand what God is saying here. One thing the Lord is saying is that if maybe we have, a, maybe we've given our soul a little bit too far over into the things of the flesh. Maybe we've given our soul too over, far too far over into sinful things. What God is saying here is he restores it. He restores it. He restores our mind. Now, I'm not going to sit here and, and uh, talk all about it for a long time. I really enjoy it, but I've recently been getting back into tractors, right? Don't let the skinny jeans fool you. I love old tractors. I grew up with old tractors. My dad had old tractors. My grandpa, great-grandpa, great-great-great-grandpa, right? It's just in, it's in our blood. I have no choice. But I'm learning that there's a difference between a refresh and a restore, Right? When you refresh a tractor, you fix what's broken, send it to a shop, slap some paint on it, slap the decals back on it, and Bob's your uncle. But then there's a restoration, where if it can come apart, it comes apart. If there's a nut or a bolt, it comes out. If there's any kind of item that can wear, a wearable item on it, it gets replaced. Recognize something, that God is not only a refreshing God, he is a restoring God. He is a restoring God. That means if there's a wearable item in you, He wants to replace it. If there's a wearable item in your mind, He wants to restore it. Y'all with me tonight? Understand that God restores our soul better than original. Many times, these old boys, these old farmers, right, they get these old tractors, right? They clean them up, they paint them, and by the time they're done with them, they're better than they ever were from the factory. Recognize something. That's what God wants to do with us. Maybe we go out, we get a little bit dirty. We talked about treasure in people's field, how people are basically just a bunch of dirt, but there's some part of God in there. There's some treasure in there. Maybe you are tired of digging in other people's fields. Maybe you're tired of digging in your own field. Recognize something. God wants to restore our soul. Maybe uh, something happened in your life, something bad, something that's still got a little residue. Recognize God restores. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. God leads me in the paths of righteousness. In other words, God wants you to succeed. Right? If there's a path, someone has to prepare a path. Someone has to make a path in order for it to be a path, you know? They didn't just uh, start driving out there on the dirt where 115 is and said, hey. No, it was thought out. It was planned. It was engineered. Understand something that God has a thought out, engineered path of righteousness for all of us here. He wants us to succeed. You know, I remember when uh, Emery started to crawl. Right, dear Lord Jesus, started to crawl. Happened pretty early, but here Rihanna and I are in our little house that we've done some work to, and not baby-proofed at all. So if we had any hope of uh, of of putting Emery down for any moment so she could crawl and we could kind of just relax a little bit and not be so worried, you know, we used to take. A dining room chair. Now, let me, let me preface a little bit. We have a living room. And then there's a little walkway that's, I don't know, maybe seven feet wide that walks in to the dining room and kitchen. Dining room and kitchen is one great big room. We knocked a wall out, did all kinds of work. But this archway is kind of the entrance into the dining room. And when Emery started to crawl, Rihanna and I started to prepare a path. We would uh, take a dining room uh, chair. We'd lay it on its side. We'd take the piano bench, we'd lay it on its side, cover it with blankets and towels so it was nice and soft, and Bob's your uncle, right? See, we were preparing for some movement. We were preparing for some increasing. We were preparing for growth. Recognize that God, no matter how young, how old, wherever you are in your life, God has prepared for growth. God has prepared a path for you and for me. Now, righteousness is right standing with God. We know that. That means in, in God's eyes, when we are right with him, when we, when we have uh, Christ Jesus' righteousness, we are seen as perfect. It's an impossible thing by our minds. But sometimes, many times, about every time, spiritual things transcend our human thinking. But recognize that when we walk the paths of righteousness, that brings glory to God. He goes on to say here, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. In other words, to walk God's paths and be in right standing with Him glorifies God. The work of Christ Jesus. What do I mean by that? When we uh, follow the shepherd, when we walk the paths of righteousness that God laid out before us, when we pour our life back, when we actually make Jesus our Lord and not only our Savior, that glorifies him. That glorifies him. 1 Corinthians 5.21, you don't have to turn there, I'll read it real quick. 1 Corinthians 5.21, if you are taking notes. For he has made him, God has made Christ Jesus to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, in Christ Jesus. In other words, I live this life to glorify the name of Jesus. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now before I go on, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Recognize something about the shadow of death? For you and I, it's just a shadow. What am I saying? When, when the enemy tries to come against us, when the devil tries to get in and work, work in the people of God and try and throw a monkey wrench in the whole plan, or try and cause bad things to happen in our lives, recognize something, that death is a shadow. Now, if I have a a, a sword, and I slash it in your direction, and the shadow gets on you, not the sword, but the shadow, what happens? Nothing. It's just a shadow. Recognize the depth of this passage here. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. See, death might be looming, uh, uh, problems, sicknesses, disease might be looming in our life, but because we have Christ Jesus, the power of it washed away. Scripture says, oh, death, where is your sin? where's your sting, right? I will fear no evil. Oh, I want to actually read this. I, I, I like to look at Matthew Henry. He has a concise commentary of the whole uh, uh, Scripture. And he said here for uh, regarding, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he says, It is but the shadow of death. The shadow of a serpent or a snake will not sting, nor the shadow of a sword kill. It's a valley deep indeed and dark and miry. It is a walk through it, but they shall not be lost in this valley, but they shall be saved or get safe to the mountain to the other side. Death is a king of terrors, but not to the sheep of Christ. In other words, because of Christ Jesus, death has lost its hold on us. Amen? I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. In other words, God emboldens us by his presence within us and upon us. Fear is displaced by his presence in us. And remember that our mind is a tool of the flesh, or of the Spirit, recognize that God restores our mind so it can be used as a spiritual tool and so that we will not be succumbed to fear. 2020's brought a lot of fear, been a fearful year for some people. But I want to encourage you tonight that it's a shadow. It's a shadow. Perfect love casts out fear. That's Jesus. Amen. Yea, though, we walk through 2020, right? We're not going to fear. Because thy rod, he's talking to to God here, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now, a rod represents a mark of authority, right? This is my authority here. And the staff represents uh, support. One way to look at it. And comfort, when they talk about comfort in this passage... What it means is to be comforted, to have compassion, or to repent. God's authority and His support brings comfort in our lives, causes us to feel compassion, and will make uh, uh, reveal to us what is in need of repentance. See, recognize when we walk through this life, when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, when we are in this world, God will reveal what maybe is blocking something from, from getting to heaven. God will reveal whatever's blocking our relationship, right? If Rihanna and I are having an issue in our marriage or having an issue with communication, there has to be a cause of it. There's a, a, a blockage somewhere, right? For our relationship to flow and to have communication. Recognize that when if Rihanna and I are having that, when we get around each other, we don't like to keep stuff like that going on very long, not long at all. Something will be revealed to us that was the cause. Recognize that even though we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death and fearing no evil, recognize that we have the rod and the staff of God that uh, marks God's authority in our lives that supports us in our lives and in our walk, that gives us compassion for other people, that gives us compassion for what people are going through, what issues maybe uh, are plaguing other people, but also makes aware maybe what's affecting our walk with God. It's this almost indescribable quality of God. I almost don't have words to explain it in English, that God has this trait When we get in his presence, I can recall times of being in the presence of God where it's just so thick, it just overcomes. Right? But recognize that when we are in the presence of God, he also makes things available. He reveals things to us. Now, his presence comforts us. It also brings about compassion, but it will also make known what is in need of repentance to clear any spiritual barricade. That is what keeps us on the paths of righteousness. Right? God leads us down the paths, but sometimes we take a step off. Recognize God's authority and His support in our lives, His rod, His staff, will reveal to us what we need to do to step back on the path. Amen? Thou preparest the table before me, and the presence of mine enemies. Uh, I'll read, I'll quote Matthew Henry again. It says, The Lord's people feast at His table upon the provisions of His love. Satan and wicked men are not able to destroy their comforts while they are anointed with the Holy Spirit and drink of the cup of salvation, which is ever full. Ever full, excuse me. In other words, uh, to be in arm's reach of your enemy... Usually brings some fear, you know what I mean? If I was a soldier and on there was a soldier of the other army, right, the opposite side was sitting across from me, usually would uh, bring some sort of reaction, right? Might not be fear, might be something, might be a lash out. Understand that uh, physically speaking, I was actually talking to Miss Lucinda, she's a nurse, still practicing, still registered, still qualified. She said, physically speaking, the human body shuts down the desire, the need for food when fear is present. Right? So we can get like scientific here. Your GI tract doesn't work. You don't have any any desire for food when fear is present. So recognize something here. If we have fear in our lives, God wants to prepare a table in the midst of it. But recognize that his presence will drive it out. Will drive out the fear so much so that even our natural bodies will respond positively. Amen? The scripture leads us to believe that we will fear, we will feel no fear when faced with the enemy, when faced with the devil. Fear is bound when we sit at the master's table. And as we begin to wrap up here, he says, thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup Runneth over In other words, his anointing keeps the yoke of this world off our neck, right? Pastor Doug's been talking about that. I talked a little bit about that last excuse me last week about how there is a yoke that is around our, ne- our neck at all times. It's either the yoke of the enemy or it's the yoke of Jesus. Sometimes we brush off the yoke of Jesus and put on another kind of yoke. but I want to encourage you tonight that Jesus or that, yeah that Jesus restores our soul, He makes it new. He removes any yoke that we've put on that's not of Him. Amen? Amen? And we get to partake in this cup that is overflowing. The cup of salvation is ever full. The cup of the Holy Spirit is what bubbles up within us and flows out of us. Amen? Amen? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me or pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In other words, my life on earth will be full of goodness and mercy. But my permanent dwelling is with the Lord in his house. Amen? I'm hoping tonight that uh, maybe this kind of ties in some things that maybe you've never thought of or reveals some things that maybe you never thought of. I want to encourage you that uh, we serve a good God, right? We serve a God who cares for us. We serve a God who is our shepherd, who does lead us, who does guide us, who is our Lord, our master, and our controller. But the big kicker of this whole thing is it starts out with the Lord is my shepherd. I will always push people, make Jesus more and more your Lord. Give more and more of your life to him. Amen? Are you encouraged tonight? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this congregation. Father, I thank you that you are always so faithful. Jesus, you are our hero. We just love you and. Uh are so thankful for you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for these people here tonight. Lord, I thank you that you lead each and every one of us. You guide each and every one of us. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for comfort over this flock. Father, I thank you for refreshing over this flock. Lord, I thank you for your restoring power being at work in the minds of this flock. Now, Lord, I thank you for, uh, that fear is forever bound in the name of Jesus. I thank you that wherever there is fear, it is cast out right now by the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for it, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you restore our soul tonight. I thank you that you uh, prepare a place for us tonight. Father, that uh, we sit in the presence of our enemies and don't feel any fear. Lord, I thank you for your anointing that breaks the yoke, and the cup of salvation that's always full. Jesus, I thank you that goodness and mercy follows this flock tonight, tonight, today, and every day from henceforth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you everyone for coming out tonight. I hope we can see you at, uh, at the funeral coming up this Saturday. Uh, there's, there's a lot of interesting things that happen with them in regards to to that funeral into Psalms 23, but I'm not going to spoil it. Y'all can be there and hear for yourselves. Guys, thank you so much. We love you. Go with God.
0: Thank you for joining us. A special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that Ministry at Living Word Church is possible. You can get more information on our website at go to LWC.org. You can also give online as well. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can subscribe. You can share it with your friends. You can take a screenshot and post it to your social stories. You know what? You can even share it in person with someone who needs encouragement from God's Word today. Thanks again for listening. And as always, you're welcome to join us in person where we will worship together and God will minister directly to you. Be blessed this week and be a doer of His Word.